This is the Langpreneur podcast where each week we interview experts in the language learning industry who will show you how to turn your passion for languages into a profitable online business so that you can create an independent career doing something you love. I'm your host, Jan van der Aan. Hey everybody, this is Jan and this is the Langpreneur podcast, episode number 46. Now before we start with the uh, with the interview with my special guests for today i want to ask you how productive how productive are you really working for your language business are you spending most of the time working in the business think about teaching admin making little tweaks on your website or in your courses or are you actually spending your most of your time on growth because, and this is a topic that came up in our group coaching program last Tuesday. People were asking me, Jan, how can I feel more productive? Because it's different, right? Like if you work for yourself, you know, you have a long to-do list and you always have the feeling that you're not doing as much as, as you want. I guess when you work for a boss, it's different, right? You just work, you know, you, you finish your work week, your 40-hour work week, and then it's done. But... You know, for us, Langpreneurs, business owners, it's not like that, right? So we really have to to be, um, we really have to have a good plan to, you know, every Sunday set goals. That's what I do. Every Sunday evening, I set the goals that I want to achieve in the next week. And then, you know, I think about, so what are the goals? And what are some of the activities that are going to contribute to achieving those goals? And then I plan I plan all the tasks that I need to do in order to achieve my goal. And I make sure that I do that the first thing in the morning. Um, so just to give you an example, it's 11, 11 past 11 in the morning here. And uh, yeah, I'm focusing on growth, right? The podcast, how we attract a big audience, you know, build all the relationships with the people that we interview in the podcast. So I just wanted to remind you that don't forget to grow your business, right? And so figure out what the growth activities are. And if you have a business that has some traction, if you're making money, if you have a sales process that is working, then try to identify what, you know, what are some of the tasks that you are doing that contribute to growth. And then do more of, of that, do more of the, you know, those difficult tasks that are that are required if you want to grow your business. And, you know, think about maybe outsourcing some of the, um, you know, delegating some of the work that can be, you know, that can be done by other people. That's, uh, yeah, just a quick tip that came from the um, discussion in the group coaching program last Tuesday, right? By the way, if you're interested in group coaching, then um, just send me a DM. I mean, the program is closed for now, but... If you send me a DM, I can add you to the waiting list. DM on Instagram, at Langpreneur. And uh, I can send you some more information and let you know once we open up the program again later this year. Okay, so my guest on the podcast today is our language influencer, Andy Jimenez. She has built her successful YouTube channel, Andy GM in Berlin, to an impressive I think she has over 650,000 followers on YouTube. Now, the interesting thing is that she does something very specific. She teaches German to 
Spanish speakers. So Annie is from Spain. She does everything in Spanish. Most of her following is actually from Mexico. She talks about learning German, but also moving to Germany. So it's a really nice niche here. And, um, you know, we always talk about the importance of niching down. And I think this is a really nice example of, um, you know, how it can turn out very well for you if you choose a niche. So um, in this interview, you're going to learn how to create a niche with meet your audience needs. And, you know, also we're going to talk about how important it is to to actually solve a problem because Andy is doing much more than helping people with German. Um, why it's essential to build an engaged community, why YouTube business partnerships matter. Um, Andy mainly monetizes her, her brands or her following through running paid ads, uh, sorry, running paid webinars. And uh, yeah, she's going to share with us how she how she does that. And you might get some good ideas from that. Um, we're also going to talk about, you know, some of the vital questions that you have to ask yourself before quitting your job, because um, Andy has been doing this full time well, for not so long. In the beginning, she was, you know, she went to Germany as an exchange student and then later on she got a job in a company but then eventually you know she was brave enough to quit her job and start working full-time on uh, as a language influencer basically um yeah and he's going to share her story and some of the lessons that she's learned so looking forward to this one <laughs> i hope you're going to enjoy this interview too here it is Hey Andy, welcome to the Langpreneur Podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, one more time. Hey Andy, welcome to the Langpreneur Podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do. Hi, I'm very happy to be in this podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, what I do is basically I try to help people online through my YouTube channel and my Instagram account. People that want to follow a similar path to mine, which is going to Germany to study and work and find a life for yourself. Yeah. So tell us a little bit what you did. I mean, you're from Spain. You moved to Germany. Tell us a little bit about when that was and why you moved to Germany and some of the challenges that you faced when sure. moving there. The year was 2014. It was already six years ago. I decided to move to Germany because I was studying engineering in Spain. And I thought the possibilities of getting a good career would be in Germany. You know, Germany being the technological and the engineering country of Europe. Um, so I moved there halfway through my bachelor. And well, my surprise was that when I arrived there, I had to go through a lot of challenges to get into university, learn the language, find the apartment. It was all so difficult. And throughout this whole process, I really didn't find any information that could help me well. Uh, so as to how to do the Anmeldung, which is basically to, um, to register yourself in the, in the country and all that stuff. So I thought, okay, there is absolutely no information, not for me, not for any Spanish speaking person here. So let's open a YouTube channel and let's talk about all the challenges I'm going through and how I'm solving them. Um, it's been, uh, it's been a rough path, actually, because I moved there to finish a bachelor and I could never finish it. I had a lot of issues in the, in the university, so I had to change um, two years into the, the career. So it was quite difficult. And um, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I decided, as I mentioned, to open my YouTube channel. And through there, I 
explain all these challenges, all these difficulties, and I try to tell how I solve them in case yeah. it can help somebody else. Yeah. When you moved to Germany and you, when you studied there, like was everything in German or in English? Yeah, everything was in German. So everything I in German. To, exactly. Um, engineering, well, I studied in the TU Berlin, so um, everything was in German and I had to learn the language really, really, really fast. So what I did is basically um, I got into an academy and I went to class four or five hours a day, five days a week. And then at home, I used to study another eight hours by myself. So I could improve German really fast, but it was a challenge, definitely. So how good was your German when you moved to Germany and like how, how much time did it take where you got it up to a level where you could actually follow the lessons? In so general. officially I had a B1. I actually don't think I had a B1 because I couldn't talk or anything. I couldn't communicate. And the funny thing is that I did an exam here in Spain in an academy and I failed it really badly. All the parts of the exam, everything. But then I moved to Germany and three months into the academy, I got my C2 certificate. So it was, yeah, it was very fast. But as I mentioned, it was, I was studying 15 hours a day. So, yeah. yeah. And you, you, so you started that YouTube channel and you basically started sharing all your experiences, moving to Germany, but also uh, learning German, I guess. Like, what was the name of the channel? Did you change anything or like, did you change the theme of the channel or is it still exactly the same as? Um, at the beginning, well, the name is Andy GM, Andy GM in Berlin. Um, I changed a couple of things because obviously I started in YouTube. I didn't know what it was. Um, so at the beginning, I used to go very deeply into the whole bureaucracy things. And then I realized people really wanted to, ju- to learn German. Uh-huh. And the way I explain it, it's the way I learned it. So I thought, okay, uh, probably it's easier for me to explain German as I understood it. And people yeah. started understanding my lessons very well. So I decided to move on with that, with that topic. I taught German in my YouTube channel. I started to talk about um, curiosities of Germany altogether. And it's changed a little bit, but the core is the same. Yeah. And everything is in Spanish, right? So it's really for the Spanish-speaking audience. Exactly. Everything is Spanish. I used to have an English channel as well. But, you know, university, engineering, work, and YouTube was a lot of things. Um, so I had to cut off the YouTube, the English YouTube channel, which I probably will start again at some point. Um, okay. But yeah, everything is in Spanish. I try to implement as much German in my videos as I can. But everything is for the Spanish speaking community yes yeah did you see that you were gaining traction from the beginning like with the youtube channel like was it growing quickly or from the very start yeah actually yes it was pretty surprising (laughs) i think it's because um there was at that moment six years ago well five years ago now there was nobody really doing that in spanish so as I don't want to say it was the first one, but I was one of the first ones to do that in YouTube. So it gained traction from the beginning, which, which is amazing because I had no, no hopes for that channel. I, I always thought, okay, 30 people are going to watch and that's enough for me. And then it started growing really, really fast. I think a uh, thousand subscribers, it was like in two weeks, which sounds two weeks, a thousand yeah. subscribers. <laughs> yeah. And 10,000 in like, four months or something like that, which at the beginning, it's pretty fast. So 
Yeah, it was it was good, really, definitely good. It motivated me a lot that people liked the topics and what I was talking about. Yeah, so it took you like six years to grow the channel to where it is now with about, I think now you have about what, like half a million? Yeah, a bit over half a million, 560, I think, right now. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, is this your full-time thing or is there like other things that you do in life? <laughs> I do a lot of things in life, but yes, <laughs> this is my full-time thing. Um, I'm pretty happy because I've been doing this full time now for a le- a, a, almost a year. Almost um, all the, the rest of the time, I always had another job or another source of income. But right now, I worked in, in a way that I can work full time on it. So yeah. it, it, it's amazing because it's everything I've always wanted to do. Um, definitely, I have another source of income. For example, I started uh, doing uh, webinars in which I teach German, so that's helping a lot. Because you know, from YouTube itself, you really cannot leave. It's it's a really low income from YouTube. So yeah. you always have to look for other things. But everything is YouTube centered and languages related. That's my whole life right now. Yeah. So take us back to those first four or five years because you were working on the channel at the same time you were work- working as well. Like how did you divide the time? Were you working a full-time job and then in the weekends and evenings when you had some free times, you just took the time to shoot a video or tell us a little bit about that balance. Okay. Um, so the secret is I didn't have any social life and I slept very little. And it's true. It's, it's like that. It's not something I'd say just to say something. But um, I was working, I used to work in jobs. I mean, I was a waitress and then I work in a hotel. Yeah. Um, so I used to work jobs that also required me to work, work on the weekends. So it depended. Like I didn't have a fixed schedule. That was the, the, the worst thing, actually. But the day I had a free day from work is the day I used to do YouTube. So if it was a Wednesday, it was a Wednesday. If it was a Sunday, it was a Sunday. It doesn't matter. Uh, but it also, it always depended on when I have to work. And yeah, on the free time, I always shot a video. That was my priority. Like my priority was work, YouTube. And then if I had any time, then I will have a social life. <laughs> yeah. So you really made it a priority. And yeah. did you manage to be consistent? Yes, definitely. Yes, that was, that was one of my priorities. And I've been really consistent throughout all the time I have my channel. Yes. Um, I really would like to like um, create a couple of videos a week. But with all the things I've been doing and all the little time that I had, I've always been uploading at least one video a week. So, yeah, it's been pretty consistent. That, that was one of the secrets, I guess. Um, mm. At the beginning, even if it was a lot of work, I stayed consistent throughout my channel and it paid off. Yeah. So it was really consistency, but then also creating, well, I guess informative, educational, useful videos for Spanish speakers, which was quite unique because nobody else was doing that, she said. Um, anything else? Like, are you naturally good at in front of the camera or is this something that you have to practice? Oh, no, I was really bad. I was really bad. I've always, I, I have never been shy, but I've always been very insecure to show myself on a camera. And uh, you can you can tell from my first videos, it was really difficult for me. I, I needed like five hours to record a single video because nothing was good enough. And no, it's, it's, I've not always been good. It's, it's taken a lot of time and a lot of practice, but now I feel quite comfortable. But at the beginning, it was not, not, not easy at all. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So can you give some examples of things that, that have worked very well for your YouTube channel and things that were a complete failure? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so things that work well, I guess. I've always wanted to um, stay true to myself. I've never posted anything I didn't want to show or say. Um, I've always never posted um, content that I didn't want to do. It's, all, it's only content I really feel passionate about. Um, the secret, as I mentioned before, I think is staying consistent. And that's the way you build an audience. That's the way you build like what I call a little YouTube family. And also always showing yourself like you are like, um, that's like a nice cat uh, in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, my can cat join. just jumped in my background. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> can join. It's okay. um, yeah. He's quite the adventurer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, um, I always stay true to myself, which means I've never put on a mask or anything. I've always shown how I am, how I feel, how I think. I've never tried to be anyone else. And I think that's what connected me with my community a lot. Like my community is a huge part of my YouTube channel because we connect so much. We connect so much and they understand me and I understand them. So that's really good. And complete failures. Well, things that didn't work, like creative ideas when you thought, okay, I'm going to make it with this video and then... Oh, gameplays. No, yeah, and then no <laughs> engagement or gameplays? What is that? Gameplays. Like a lot of people started to ask me to do gameplays and then when I did them, it was like, no. It was... What, what, what is a gameplay? A gameplay is basically... Um, is it called gameplay? Yeah, I think it's called gameplay. It's mm -hmm. basically you play a game and you record yourself playing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Video of it. Yeah, so I started to, um, I really like PS4, so <laughs> I started playing Le Star Wars Lego, and <laughs> I recorded that because a lot of people asked me to, and then it was a complete failure. Like, I've never done it again. It was no traction at all, nobody watched it, so no. It was funny, but it, nobody watched it, so never doing that again. <laughs> yeah, so people come to your channel to learn more about the German language and yes. moving to Germany, and then all of a sudden they saw you playing yeah, a video game yeah. and they thought by themselves. I, I tried to implement the German part, you know? I tried to speak <laughs> German in the videos, and I put subtitles and everything, so it was like a learning experience as well, but yeah, no, it wasn't really a success, no. <laughs> So you worked on your channel for like four or five years and then eventually you got to a stage where, you know, when you started to think about going, going all in and quitting your job. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that decision-making process. Mm -hmm. Of course. Um, well, basically I started to realize living alone in Germany without family and anything, I tried to always look for ways that I was feeling happy because I'm really a familiar person. So at the beginning, it was not easy, of course. I was alone and I was really kind of sad. And at some point I realized, okay, what's making me happy and what's making me this miserable? And one of the things that was making me miserable, miserable was doing a lot of things that weren't really making me happy, such as having jobs that weren't fulfilling me or not having any time to really have a social life. Or, you know, I was like, I, I felt like I was losing my 20s because I was starting my 20s. So I was like, mm, I'm losing the best time of my life, just working full time and spending all my time, all the time working and not having any time for anything else. So at some point it took a leap of faith because I wasn't making not nearly enough to actually leave from YouTube. Yeah. Um, but it was like, okay, it, it, it's either now or never. I was working so much and always doing jobs that I didn't really like and 
I thought, okay, what's making me happy? It's YouTube. It's connected with my audience. It's creating uh, content related to Germany and content that is really helping people. So let's do that. It's going to be difficult for the first months because I'm not making nearly enough, but let's do that. I'm, I'm going to be happy doing that full time and earning less than doing a lot of things, earning more, but I'm going to be miserable. And that's the point in which I decided to move on to YouTube full time and language learning and everything full time. So it was kind of a, a risk that you took there because you knew that you were going to earn much less. Um, so what did you do to eventually recover your income? I'm sorry, can you repeat? What, 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 like what were some of the activities that you did to eventually increase your income or the money that, we, that you were making off the brand, basically YouTube and maybe other things as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was starting to reach out to uh, reach out much more to companies because at that point I always thought companies came to you and they yeah, used to stay there and they just approach you and that's it. Um, but that's not it. You actually have to uh, actively search for ways to, for you to create income. So I was reaching to companies that I really like, that I've used, that I know they work or anything like that and see if they wanted to do, to want to give me a chance and work with me. For, for sponsorships, you mean? Exactly. For sponsorship for the videos or shout outs or anything. Um, that worked well. The couple of companies that I, I, I don't really work with a lot of companies. It's just the ones that I really know mm-hmm. they are good and I feel very good about them. Um, and it, it, it went well. I've uh, worked with a lot of brands right now. And um, another thing that I did is I started to um, try to increase my number of following on Instagram, which, yeah. which reaches a lot of other brands that are not mainly on YouTube, let's say that way. So the way I did it on Instagram, it was like, okay, my Instagram is pretty plain, actually. Um, it's not, you're not learning anything from my Instagram. And that's something that really bothered me. So I started creating the little explanations, little German explanations on Instagram, which at the moment I posted the first one, it really had a lot of um, traction and a lot of people liked it. But also I've done a lot of things language related that people don't see. For example, I've done a lot of translations on the oh, side to yeah. earn a bit of money. And of course, I've started by webinar, which has been amazing. And that's another thing that's helping me a lot to actually live from the things that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the webinars then, because yeah, what is it, what is it that you do exactly? What is it that you sell and who, how do you get this idea? Well, um, I've only done one so far, so I'm pretty new on this. Um, (laughs) But what I'm doing is basically I am covering some topics. I do it like four sessions in a webinar throughout two weeks, for example, two sessions each week, around two hours each session. And what I do is cover a topic in each session that is going to help people. For example, in my last webinar, we covered everything related to um, how to move to Germany, how to get visas, how to uh, get an apartment, everything that it's like on the earlier stages. Um, and then we also covered all the cases like nominative, nominative yeah. all the stuff. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, we covered a lot of things related to Germany and German and that's what I did in my first webinar. The idea that I got is like people ask me a lot to create courses. Courses take a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and I 
haven't gone around to actually create it because I'm one person doing everything. So it's quite difficult. Um, yeah, it's in the future and I would really love to do it, but it's not happening right now. So I thought, okay, let's start doing this. Let's start seeing if it works, if people like it. And it's actually been amazing, amazing. People love it. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, as I mentioned, it's only been one. We did it in August and I'm preparing another one for October. So another one okay. in October will be out and we will cover a lot of different topics related to German grammar. Yeah. And we're going to learn a lot. Okay. So it's basically a series of like online masterclasses. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do it online and basically um, it's a webinar. So I am there explaining live. Um, German grammar, things about things related to Germany. I also offer all the videos and I also offer a lot of PDFs so they can uh, keep learning by themselves. And yeah, it's a, like a masterclass. They connect all and at the same time and they watch me explain things. Yeah, so it's you, a masterclass, yeah. So you mm -hmm. charge for that, right? People have to pay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the first time I've charged anything in my life. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, I'm charging really just a bit. It's only 49 euros uh, for the whole webinar. So yeah, but it's also obviously helping me a lot. It's the first time I'm actually making a, a bit of an income that it's, yeah, that it's not the minimal. And um, yeah, but I, I really like it. And the thing is that people are really responding well to it. So it makes me feel amazing and it motivates me to keep doing it. So how did it feel like the first time you made a sale yourself? Oh my God. <laughs> um, I was really nervous. It was <laughs> like, I've always recorded videos and I'm the whole time on camera or whatever, but it's it, it, the first time I was, oh my God, my nerves were like, you know, I was shaking. But the first moment that I was, I started explaining it and people were so kind and you go in the end, this is amazing. You're explaining so well. It was like, oh my God, thank you so much. It's like I mentioned, I, we connect very well, my community and I, and that's the thing that I uh, hands off like the most about doing this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It must feel very fulfilling, right? If you, well, first of all, you, you sell your own products so instead of living off or yeah. generating revenue of AdSense, create something yourself, you sell it. And then on top of that, you get positive feedback. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like my expectations were, um fulfilled <laughs> completely and then even went farther than that it, it, all the feedback that i got and i i really haven't gotten a negative comment which is which is quite amazing like i'm or i'm still expecting the negative comments to come but no people are so kind and they understand and they they um they understand the, all the work that goes behind it and how hard I work for, for it to be good. And it's amazing, really, that they understand that and they appreciate it. It's, real, it's been amazing, really. I'm, what would you say to people who have an online audience and who are making a little bit of money mm -hmm. and who should be launching their own courses, but they just haven't done it yet because they feel that they're not ready or that their audience is not going to happy with mm -hmm. what they have to offer? Go for it. I've wasted so much time not doing it because I was scared of the feedback, but you cannot be scared of something that, which, which response you don't know. I mean, I was always expecting really bad response or negative comments, but I didn't know if that was true, you know, and just do it because I, I'm pretty sure that if you work hard and that you put, you put all your heart in it and you do something with passion at the end of the day, if you do that, people are going to respond well to it. And if, if you, as I mentioned, you work hard on it, it's going to show. And 
you're going to make people very happy with your own products more if they are they are um giving them um how do you call it a merit <laughs> um like an extra yeah 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 value extra yeah, value i guess exactly like no an extra value exactly yeah I think so. <laughs> um Sometimes it happens. Like I only have German words in my pen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're going, you're giving them an extra value and you're putting all your heart into it, it's definitely going to pay off. Definitely. And just do it. Don't lose time as I did. Do it because it's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to make them happy. And it's going to make you happy. Just yeah. go for it. Definitely. And you, don't, you don't need to have um, half a million followers, right? Of course not. No, no, no. I'm, I, I should have done this way a long time ago definitely uh, i shouldn't have waited to have a, half a million followers or anything like that um because i've always thought they're not gonna like it but yeah they follow you because they like how you explain they like the content you do so just go for it go for it any any kind of following you have just go for it who are like who are the people who watch your channel are these mainly spanish speakers or do you also have a big following from latin america it's my main uh, following comes from Latin America. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. My main country is Mexico. <laughs> ah. Yeah. And then um, surprisingly, like my fifth or sixth, sixth country, more or less, um, is Germany. So basically oh. Germans are learning Spanish. Yeah. That, <laughs> or people that um, decided to move to Germany from a Latin American country and they are, they keep watching me from Germany. So it's quite amazing. But my, my largest following comes from Mexico and then um, a couple of more countries of Latin America and then Spain and then Germany. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I saw that last year you also did uh, a few workshops, I think, in person in Berlin. What, what, was, uh, what was it this year? So how did that go? What was the idea? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't really a workshop. What we wanted to do is um, try to unify as many Spanish-speaking people in Germany as ah, we can. Okay. Uh, exactly. So um, I did it with Gabriel from Sprachheld. And then together we came up with this idea of, like I mentioned, uh, letting people meet each other. Um, because I, based on my experience, that I was pretty alone at the beginning. I didn't know any Spanish speakers and so on. Mm. I thought knowing another person in your situation can help you a lot at the yeah. beginning moreover so we decided to do that we um actually tr um came up with a, i think it was 100 people came from all over germany 100 speaking um persons and they all contacted they all networked and I don't know. It was amazing to see them actually contact each other and, oh, do you come from this city? Yeah, I do. I also come from this city. Let's meet up when we go there, when we are there again. And they help each other. Some of them found jobs because of somebody else. Hmm. So it was amazing. It, it was just once. We actually wanted to do it another time in June, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't know what happened. This happens. That's yeah. really interesting. And this is, you know, this just shows what's possible if you have an audience. I mean, you can sell online courses, uh, webinars or online masterclasses, but you can also just organize mm -hmm. in-person in -person meetings. Um, so this is something that you promoted through your channel, I suppose. From my channel, you mean? Sorry? Yeah, through your channel, like that you promote it on your channel. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I came up with this idea and I decided to promote it on my channel and the response was amazing, as I mentioned. Um, but yeah, coming back to a bit to what you said about building your audience, I think that yeah. was, that's an, an amazing point you just said. Um, in order for you to make things happen, you don't need to build a big audience, just a unified one. Mm -hmm. So I've always said quality over quantity, obviously. Um, 
So I always prefer quality audience, quality people that are there for you over quantity. And if you have reached that, it doesn't matter the number you have reached. If that audience is there for you and they like you, you anything is possible. Yeah. But that's one of the things you really have to work for, like building your unified quality audience. Yeah. So build a little bit similar to what we are doing here at Langpreneur because we have a very small audience, but mm -hmm. people are all very engaged and lots of people exactly. are, are connecting with each other through the podcast. They first listen to the episode and then they, they reach out. So lots of things are happening. Um, mm -hmm. Plus many of our listeners are like you. So they also have, they have a big audience. So if we can make an impact on them and they can make an impact in their audiences, mm -hmm. then you know, yeah. eventually you have something powerful. To, so I definitely agree that you don't need to have a million half a million yeah. listeners or, or fans but it's good if you have it i mean it's it's cool for... it's good for the numbers but it's not good <laughs> yeah. if they, don't, they are not engaged with your yeah. content you know uh, there's a lot of people that have millions and their audience is not engaged so it's not that fulfilling i guess i'm yeah. i'm way more motivated and happy with my engaged audience yeah. than having a million or two million definitely oh, yeah okay so how do you create a how do you make how do you create engagement in your community is that by just being yourself and being authentic or do you have any other yeah i i, I don't have any secret actually um it's quite sad because a lot of people ask me but it's definitely i've never tried to um be somebody that i'm not it's just i've always said okay if people like me they're gonna like me for me i'm not create i'm not gonna create a persona just to be liked definitely not so i share my thoughts i share my opinions i'm not shy about that and i've always i always show myself as i am as i am in my normal life that's how i am in my videos that's how i am talking to you right now or that's how i am in my instagram profile or youtube channel it doesn't matter um just be yourself people are going to realize if you're real or not and if you're not real they're gonna they're gonna notice and they're not gonna like what you're what they are seeing because they don't get to know you you know yeah. so i think what's important is like letting yourself be known or get known by your audience and just yeah. be yourself definitely just be real yeah it's, i don't have any secrets unfortunately <laughs> yeah so, so well let's do that with this interview as well then we're gonna be real so like that cat that passed <laughs> from the camera a few minutes ago we just keep it in um, yeah exactly <laughs> he's playing here Oh, he's right there. He's been here for, uh, been here for a little, uh, just like six days. We just adopted him. So he's discovering. Yeah. <laughs> ah, poor cat. Oh, um, <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the, uh, the future. Like where, what is the plan? What, what are some of the ambitions that you still have for your channel and the business behind it, of course? Oh my gosh. It's so many. I really, so okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I take it step by step, but I definitely would like to actually launch a course in, through which I really can help people more in depth. Yeah, uh, yeah I do the webinars, but um, a lot of people want one more. They want a whole course. They want something that they can um, learn from constantly. And I really would love to do that. I, it's one of my biggest goals at the moment. I really would love that. I also will love to create more content and kind of go a bit away of what i do perhaps like implement some more traveling and all this stuff because that's what i'm also passionate about languages i'm traveling and i really like to share what i'm passionate about and in the future oh my gosh <laughs> that is the near future i tend not to think too far 
because if it goes wrong, then I will be very sad. I just, <laughs> I just try to go day by day and just give my all day by day, work very hard yeah. every day and whatever comes, it will be welcomed. And yeah. um, I prefer to do that instead of setting high goals that are unreachable or yeah. that I cannot, that they're not going to happen. So let's try to go step by step. Let's go yeah. with the course and let's go with the content. I think this also shows the power of like these masterclasses that you are doing now, because it's a really good opportunity to engage even more with your audience and find out what those people really want. Right. So you yeah. said they are, that they are telling you that they want a language course as well. Well, that's the best product validation that you can get. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That after all this time doing the YouTube channel and everything that they want, they, they want to learn the language with me. It's amazing. It's amazing. It shows yeah, it shows that the hard work actually pays off, and it's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm everything I do is basically to for my audience and to help them learn and keep um, keep like yeah learning and experiencing things. So I definitely want to give this for them. Want to do this for them. So that's yeah. let's talk about Instagram because you're quite. You're quite big there. I think you have like 100K followers or something. Did you just reach it. Yes. Just real. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, any special strategies that you use there or any tips that you want to share or are these just people who come from YouTube? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that journey. It happens both ways. Um, a lot of people come from YouTube to my Instagram account and a lot of people do it all, all the way around. Mm -hmm. In Instagram, as I mentioned, I, um, I'm up uploading these mini explanations, these German explanations that I don't do in my YouTube channel. So it's definitely not something that you watch my YouTube channel and then watch again in my Instagram. It's different content. Both contents have some kind of value and I try not to repeat myself in both platforms. So they get they get content and they get something new um, following me in both of those platforms. Yeah. But uh, for example, in Instagram, what I've done is um, I've stayed even more consistent than in YouTube. I've always posted some kind of stories to create engagement. I always try to post uh, at least three times a week um, to create that engagement because if you don't post and Instagram forgets that you are there and my, my audience doesn't forget that I'm there. That's the good thing. They're always there and expecting. That's amazing. But Instagram forgets you are there. So being consistent in Instagram is also very important, even more than in YouTube, I guess. And um, yeah, it's, it comes back all the way again to what I said before. Just be yourself. I've never posted anything on Instagram, anything anywhere that I don't want to post. And I always myself, and I, I don't want to post that day that I'm going to say, look, I'm not feeling well today. Today, you're not going to see any content of me because I don't feel good. It's just, if I'm not happy, I'm not posting because I'm passionate about my content. I'm not making content with a bad mood. Definitely not. I only do content when I have a good mood and I want to create it. Um, so it's that connection. I've created that connection and a lot of people, it's amazing because a lot of people just when I'm feeling bad, they want to support me and they want to send messages. So it's just create that connection by being authentic, I guess. And stay consistent. <laughs> yeah. So no, really no fancy tricks from what I hear. So, so no, I don't know, no like collaborations with other big Instagrammers or like sharing all the stories and hoping that they are sharing your stories as well. Um, hashtags. I don't know. What else can we do with Instagram? You know, it's just, it's, it's funny because um, I see a lot of collaborations and I thought that was the only way to do it, but I really do not that many collaborations. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's worked for me in another way, I guess. 
I've mm-hmm. done very little collaborations and uh, on my Instagram, for example, you scroll down and you're not going to see collaborations. They're going to come, yes, but it's not something I constantly do. Um, YouTube as well. I guess it's just worked different for me. I see a lot of collaborations in other channels, but it's just, I don't know. It's not something I've done to, to create the audience. Definitely mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Let's talk about a masterclass because how do you sell it? Do you just sell it directly through your YouTube channel or on Instagram or you have mm-hmm. a mailing list? So the first time I've only done it through Instagram because it was like a, yes, so it, uh, in a, in a low scale to see if it works, to see if people like it. It's just like a test product. It's not a test product because I'm giving my all on it, obviously, but let's start small. So I started on Instagram. I created my own landing page. I created my own mailing list. I did everything myself and I only sold it through Instagram. Um, Exactly. The, The next one, I, I am expecting to do it also through YouTube. So it gets to more people and more people can learn from it and can beneficiate from it. But so far it's only been Instagram with my own landing page and my own, um, yeah, selling page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So any things that you, what do you learn from that? What do you learn from that sales process? Like writing emails, copywriting, the sequence, having a good offer. Like are these all things that you thought about or you just wanted to get something out there and you just no, no, no. just launched it and see what happens? Yeah. Just no, no, started. it took a lot of time. Yeah, it took a lot of time. Um, I, I really had to learn a lot. It took me months to actually put it on, on uh, public, let's say it that way. And what it showed me is just, oh my God, if, there, if you're doing everything by your own, please come with a couple of months. It's very difficult. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm, luckily, I'm lucky to have some people that I always can ask. And hey, how would you do this? How should I do this? It's, it's very nice that I can ask some people about that. But the sale process is so time consuming and everything you do has to be checked 15 times. And it's really difficult. It's all I learned. It's really difficult, yeah. time consuming. And it makes you very, very tired. Like I started some days at eight in the morning and then when I finished, it was eight in the afternoon. I was like, okay. So my whole day just went by and I didn't even realize. Yeah. A lot of work. Yeah. I guess, I mean, some people are, are really good at this, right? Like marketing, for example, marketing, copywriting, email sequences, mm. all, that kind of, all that kind of stuff. And then you have other people like yourself who are very good at creating content. I think it's very, I think I've interviewed very few people who are good at both. Yeah, like an ideal world we, we can do it would be amazing yeah no but mm, I'm, I'm good at like copywriting and i can write the test and everything and i can communicate well but um the whole things behind it the whole marketing and when do i post it and how do i sell it and which words do i use and it's like mind-blowing for me and i still have a long way to learn about that yeah, yeah. So what are some of the biggest lessons that you have learned building the challenge and uh, the challenge, I mean, building the channel and uh, eventually also the beginning of the the business behind the uh, the Instagram and the YouTube channel. Um, Yeah. Anything you want to share? What are some of the things that you learned? Some of the tips for people who just get started with this? Um, I guess one of the things I learned right into, right when I went into YouTube is there's, there's a lot there's much more work behind it than people give credit for 
Um, normally we see a YouTuber and we say, okay, you're a YouTuber, whatever. No, there's a lot of things behind it. It's a content creator. It's not only a YouTuber, it's a hardworking person that is working to create content of value and yeah, just connect with audience and make them happy. It's a lot of work. Um, also another thing that I've learned is the power of, I go back again to community, the power of community and, um, the, a community can either make you or how is it, how is that make you make or? It or break you I guess exactly make it yeah. make you or break you yeah. and there's a lot of interesting people out there that are part of my community and I've learned a lot from them like it's just a constant learning experience I try to give them something I try to help them learn something but at the same time I'm learning so much from the people that follow me from their comments from hey if you need help in this then I will help you it's just like a they are really good people and it just makes me realize the whole all, everything that we are missing out by not meeting other people so my community is just like a process of learning for me more than i am for them it's just yeah. i will always come back to community because that's a more important aspect of my of my yeah. whole business let's say that way yeah. definitely audience and community oh. How important do you think it was for you to, 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 you know, to go into this niche, like teaching German and moving to Germany for Spanish speakers? Because well, you were one of the very few ones to do this, right? Do you think that, that has been a major contribution to your success? <laughs> you recommend people who, who get started to choose something niche, something yeah. to solve a problem, because that's mm -hmm. really what you do. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, I really hope it does... Um is that adds some value to, to people's life. I want to think it does because um, I kind of see my, my, my channel from another perspective. It's not like, okay, I am doing my channel, so I'm always going to think good about my channel. I try to distance myself. I look at my channel from a different perspective and it's like, okay, am I doing enough? Am I actually contributing? I'm adding some value to, to other people's life. And based on all the feedback and all the, the following and all the corporations I've gotten to do, I would say, yes, it adds some value, um, mainly because throughout my channel, I also can make another companies really important companies like visum companies or um i don't know to to look for an apartment or something like that i can make them a bit more known which at the same time helps the people that yeah. watch me and at the end of the day it's just me come communicating something that it's going to help other people so basically mm. i'm like i'm like a google a german google page but everything in a youtube channel you know everything you need to know or I hope to give everything you need to know in my channel. So looking from another perspective, yes, I would say it adds some value. It adds, yeah, it, it, it can help people. Yes, definitely. Mainly because of the feedback that I get that they say, yeah, I've gotten to Germany thanks to that precise thing you said, thanks to this information that you gave, thanks to um, this page that you shared or anything like that. So, so it's almost a little bit like matchmaking between people who want to come to Germany and, you know, some companies or yeah. stuff that they need or real estate agencies. So it's really a win, 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 win it's for, like, yeah. well, the companies for you and for the people. It's actually a matchmaking between people that want to follow the dreams of going to Germany and Germany itself, you know? Germany itself, I, yeah. It's like, I, I try to make people see that it's possible to actually move to Germany and actually develop a life, a good life in another country and actually develop yourself and keep growing in another country. You don't always need to stay where you, what, 
there where, that you know or with your family or with something safe. You can go out and explore other countries and actually be good at it and actually create your life and be happy. So it's like I try to make the, the process of moving to Germany and having a life in Germany possible and realistic for people that want to move there. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, you work online. Mm -hmm. Any plans to to move back to Spain or you just want to stay in Germany? It's gonna oh, be good, question. <laughs> good question. A lot of people ask me this and I always try to avoid it. <laughs> no, you can't avoid it. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to tell you. So, um, I am not a person that, ha that can live in a fixed country because I'm really, I'm really keen to learn more cultures, more languages and so on. So I've always said my, my time in Germany will come to an end at some point. It's not that I'm going to forget about Germany. It's not that I'm never coming back. It's just my life there will finish. But my life in Spain is also not where I want. I don't want to move to Spain, back to family, back to what I know. I want to go into the unknown. So... Um, my next my next goal would be to move to a completely different country and what i'm actually interested in right now is korea <laughs> north yeah i love korean so i really want to learn it and i really want to experience that but um yeah definitely not moving back to spain right now i'm here because of the whole process that we are living right now but it's not something definitive i'm definitely going to germany i'm going to spend more time in germany my life there has not come to an end yet but it will at some point so, yeah, I'm just here to discover the world, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, great, Andy. Um, yeah, if people want to learn more about you and your work, where can they go? They can either go to my YouTube channel. It's Andy GM in Berlin. It's pretty self-explanatory. And my Instagram is, uh, you can also find me by Andy GM. It's double, double epsilon. How do you say epsilon? Double Y? <laughs> w? Double Y. This one here. Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why? Double I N D E G M E S. And that's it. That's where you can find me. We're going to check it out. It was also lovely to have the cat in the, in the background. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Your people. Like, what's his name? Uh, he's Monkey. <laughs> monkey. Monkey. Okay. Well. Yeah, we adopted him and he came with that name. So we decided to keep it. It's so cute. <laughs> uh, well, well, good to have him there as well. Andy, thank you very much. It was nice to talk to you. That's thank you so much. Question. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was amazing to talk to you, definitely. Thank you. Want to learn how you can grow your language business or maybe meet us at one of our upcoming events? Then go to our website, langpreneur.com. Thanks for listening and see you in the next episode.